Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Bite? Give me a bite. Thank you. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode, a Flashback Friday episode. If you're listening to the day the show is uploaded, it is October 27th. Right next to me is a person who's quite happy. It is Friday. Kimmy, I got one name. Kimmy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That is so true, and right next to me is the hero of the show, even though she's got a broom in her hand and a black hat. She's my witch. Likes to rock to a crazy song. Every night she's a winning on. She's a chick with a wicked twist. She is my witch. That's right. My witch is right next to me. She's just like Samantha on Bewitched, and that is Kimmy. She's nothing like Andorra. I guarantee that, or Anagatha. Mm-hmm. And and you can find that out for yourself as the Riley and Kimmy show gets ready to take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. That's right. The Riley and Kimmy show is getting ready to take it to the streets. Matter of fact, just hours from now, we'll be heading in our Batmobile. And getting ready to celebrate a certain holiday in Central Florida. You know, there's a real scary holiday coming up. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Whoopie. So to get you warmed up for it, we're going to do a Halloween show. That's right, we are. And the Halloween show we're going to do is the greatest Halloween costume contest ever in Okoe, Florida, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the greatest Halloween costume contest yes. ever. It's happening this Saturday that is October 27th at the center court location of the West Oaks Mall. This is part of Highlander Novelty's Halloween Comic Fest. By the way, Halloween Comic Fest means free comics. Mm-hmm. While supplies last, and you yeah. get those at Highlander Novelties. And we will be part of the costume contest, cosplay contest happening. And this is open to multiple categories, not just kids. Kids are part of this. Also adults and pets as well. Yes. So bring uh, your fur kid, your your scaled kid, or feathered kid, yeah, whatever. Maybe one that oinks. All of those are allowed in the pet costume contest. If it's a pet, it can be part of this. And that part starts at one o'clock. The pet costume contest with registration thirty minutes before the contest. There is a special guest who is going to be appearing at Highlander Novelties for Halloween Comic Fest. It's going to be joining the Riley and Kibbe Show. Part of this costume contest. Now, he is not a person who's in the costume contest, but he's going to be part of the 
the the the celebration, if the you will, yeah, the festivities, and that is a cartoon, a living, breathing cartoon by the name of George Lowe. Space Ghost will be there. If you untie me, I will. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here. You're listening to Riley and Kimmy on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Uh, can you just loosen the hands up a little? For, oh, that is heaven. We will have him untied. I guarantee that we're bringing him in like on a dolly, sort of like from uh, Silence of the Lambs. He'll be muzzled, and then they will unmuzzle him for this event at Highlander Novelties. That's right. That's happening this Saturday. We would love to see you there. It'll be an opportunity possibly for you to check out Highlander Novelties' brand new location with lots of comic book-related things and game gaming and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. Might be able- wherever George is, it's a party. Well, it's a living, breathing cartoon event. That's what it is yes. with, with George Lowe. Costume contest starts at 1 o'clock. Dressing up in costumes, playing silly games, hiding out in treetops, shouting out rude names. Now, I assure you no rude names will be shouted out. George Lowe is not allowed to do that at this event. He will be behaving himself for Halloween, won't he, Kimmy? Yes. In addition to George Lowe appearing at Highlander Novelties, author, artist Christian Slade will be appearing. You might know him for Corgi. Now, if you don't know him for Corgi, you will want to check this out. He will be there starting at 11 on Saturday until 2 o'clock. That's author, artist Christian Slade. Let's celebrate Halloween a little early together. You know, this might be also an opportunity to test out that Halloween costume that you might be uh, going to wear either later in the evening perfect opportunity or later in the week test it out and get some free stuff free yes can't beat free at highlander novelties and a big thank you going out to christian the owner of highlander novelties for inviting the riley and kimmy show to be part of this possibly historic event please share with your friends who are in central florida this is not that far from tampa this is definitely not that far from orlando daytona come on out and spend part of the day, at least with us, and celebrate Halloween with Highlander Novelties. We're really looking forward to that, aren't we, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And getting ready for that and being Flashback Friday, I thought we would uh, go back in time, being Flashback Friday, that is, and uh, have a little Halloween moment. Here is a Halloween song, flashback-wise, going back to 1958. The Blob, 1958, this is Beware of the Blob. Beware of the Blob, it creeps and leaps and glides. Slides across the floor, right through the door, and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. 
right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides. Yeah, they're singing the about George right Lowe. Yeah, the voice of Space Ghost there. That is uh, his theme song, The Blob. Uh, beware of the blob, that is. <laughs> from 1958, actually, from the movie The Blob, that is, I'm not kidding, by. Kimmy's looking at me. Are you are you are you joking? No, it's by the five blobs, but actually it was one person who overdubbed his voice to make it sound like there was a group. Hmm. It was actually five people. Song was written by Burt Backrack. Wow. Yeah, a very young Burt Backrack and Mac David. They recorded that, and it became a hit. Peaked number thirty-three on the Billboard charts, November 9th of nineteen fifty-eight. Kimmy, have you ever seen the original film, The Blob? Uh, I think so. Can you tell me what young star was in that? He he was not really huge yet, but would become very huge, especially a decade later. Charlton Heston? No. Uh, no. He would be in Bullet. Steve McQueen? That's right. Steve McQueen fights the blob. All right. Yes. I love the original blob. I attended the, as part of a radio station function for Blob the Reboot, and the first reboot, I think they rebooted it two other times, and I was like, ah, I still I still prefer that original creepy kind of film. By the way, we have links to Highlander Novelty's big event happening on Saturday. You can find that right on our website, along with archived episodes of the Riley and Kimmy Show, celebrity interviews, also videos and nerd information and links like that, and our social media links. Best way to stay connected with us, and if you have an upcoming event you would like us to promote, feel free to contact the Riley and Kimmy Show. We'd love to be at your event and to promote your event. And you can do that simply by, well, going right to our contact event page. Best way to hook up with us. Where can you find all of those links, Kimmy? What is our web address? RileyandKimmy.com RileyandKimmy.com The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? That is a big question for this Flashback Friday. Does Kimmy want to go back in time and challenge? Challenge her brain cells with some nerd and pop culture trivia. Can you do it? Are you focused enough to do that today, Kimmy? I'll try. Alrighty, the timeline has been adjusted. Meaning it's not running in chronological or linear order. It might be in some parts, but not in all parts. Feel free to help Kimmy out with answers. She believes in time travel answers. So shout out to whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. And it could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. Kimmy, we're going to go to one of your favorite categories for the very first question. It, I think, happens to be maybe your number two favorite category, and that is movies. It was on this date. A movie was released. We're going to ask you the decade it came out, Kimmy. It was directed by Nicholas Ray. 
See if you can identify the movie and tell me the male star from the film. You got a lot of questions there. Are mm-hmm. you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do the name of the movie and then the male star, if you can, and then we'll do the decade it was released. Here is your clue. You're tearing me apart. You, you say one thing, he says another, and everybody changes back again. Can you tell me who that is? Marlon Brando? Very interesting. Uh, that's They're both high-caliber actors, and somebody will understand if they love film, uh, why I, I kind of put them in the same world there. I will tell you the actor. You tell me the movie. He only did three motion pictures before his death. The actor. Oh. Oh, you can do it? James Dean. That's James Dean. Now, can you tell me what movie that would be from? Rebel Without a Cause. That's right. That's Rebel Without a Cause, directed by Nicholas Ray. What decade did that come out? Was it the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, or 1960s? 50s. 1955 is when that came out. And who was the female co-star, his love interest? Natalie Wood. That's right. Natalie Wood in that movie. By the way, you can also see uh, Jim Backus, Thurston Howell III, in it as well. He plays his wimpy dad. And if you love Natalie Wood and you'd like to maybe find out a little bit more about her, we had the fortune of interviewing her sister, Lana Wood, not that long ago. We have that on video or audio, whichever you prefer. It's available right on our website. You can check that out right now at RileyandKimmy.com. It's actually uh, amazing Kimmy got that because I have a feeling you have never seen Rebel Without a Cause. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. It's one to check out. Sal Minio is in it. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic performance. The scene of the death scene, I'm not going to say who dies, uh, is ex- very, very powerful uh, film. And James Dean uh, was a master of the craft at a very early age. But the scene, especially the death scene, is very, very touching and heartbreaking and just powerful. So on this date, Kimmy, Fred Waller receives a patent for something called water skis. Within 25 years, when did this happen? 1925. Okay. How do you know that? I don't know. It just popped in my head. Did somebody yell that to you? That is exactly awesome. right. 19, Are you kidding? No, it's exactly right. 1925 Whoa. is when that happened. They, I, I, you know. Thank you out there. Yes, 1925. Amazing. It was on this date in 1947, a radio show premiere starring a movie star, stage performer, Vaudevillian, and eventually he would become a television star, Kimmy. The radio program premieres on ABC. It is very successful. Matter of fact, it would later become a television program on NBC. We have a little clue from the radio program, the very first one, Kimmy. Identify the name of the host. I haven't told you the name of the game show. I'm not even going to, okay, because he mentions it when he talks here. Tell me who this is. Just listen, in case you're kind of not sure, listen for the name of the game show because that will... That should, you know, ring a bell for you. Well, here I am, stepping in over my head again. Folks, this is just as new to me as it is to you. I've never done one of these shows before. But we've got several couples up here on the stage, a lot of people in the seats out front, and the doors are locked, so I've got to go through with it. (laughs) Besides, somebody might win $1,000 cash at any moment. All I know is it can't be me. Jack Slatterly, who's the first couple? Miss Merle McHugh and Mr. Robert Brooks meet the man with all the money... <laughs> Welcome to You Bet Your Life. 
Folks, we advertise for a lot of people to come to the show today who are interested in getting married, but who haven't found the right mate yet. And just before we went on the air, these two volunteers were chosen from the audience. Have you two met each other before? No. Uh, no. Miss McHugh, uh, Miss McHugh, shake hands with Mr. Brooks. I now pronounce you man and wife. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You're going a little bit too fast. Well, I guess I was a little hasty here. So you two want to get married, eh? Mr. Brooks, may I ask one question? Why? Kimmy, I believe his voice is distinct enough that you should be able to tell me who that is. Who is that? Groucho Marx. Thank you, thank you. This is Groucho Marx. Yes, Kimmy got it right, and the game show, can you tell me? Groucho did say it. Did you pick it up? Um... You bet your life. That's right, and it would eventually become a TV show. I know you've never seen that, so it's kind of amazing you were able to pull that out. It was on this date, 1954. Movie star Marilyn Monroe and this baseball player were divorced. They've been married, well, not that long. They married January 14th, 1954, and they divorced on this date in 1954. Who does Marilyn divorce? Joe DiMaggio. That's correct, and... Many historians believe they were getting back together right at the time of her death. Hmm. It was on this date. In 1960, this recording artist had his first solo songs. Yeah, he, yeah, it was the first time he recorded solo on this date in 1960. We have two clues, both songs that he recorded. Here's the first one. Can you tell me who this is? There is a rose in Spanish Harlem. Do you know who that is? No. That's all right. Let's see if you can do it with the next one. It's a huge song for him. Matter of fact, been used in film and, I believe, television before on a certain episode or two. Here's your clue. So, darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand. Stand by me. Gimme, can you tell me who that is? Mm, no. That's Benny King, who recorded that and Spanish Harlem on this date in 1960. The year is 1964. This group releases this single. Gimme, it would become a hit. Tell me the name of the recording group. And can you tell me who that is? The Supremes. You're right. And the year is 1964, and it's wedding time. This musician and singer tie the knot, Kimmy, on this date. The question we have for you is, can you identify who they are? Here's your audio clue. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. And who is it? Sonny and Cher. That's right. 1964 is when they got married. The year is 1972. This person's single was released in Great Britain first. Tell me the name of the song. I remember when rock was 
What is the name of that hit? Crocodile Rock. And, Kimmy, can you tell me who had that as a hit? Elton John. All right. 1975, this rock star, well, he does something that hadn't been done before. This rock star was simultaneously on the cover of Time and Newsweek. Yeah, he's on both of them at the same time. This is the first time this happened for a rock star. What rock star would have that happen in 1975? I will give you an extra clue if you don't get it right on the first time. Bruce Springsteen? Okay, Kimmy, uh, that is... Uh, how how on earth did you know that? I just, you know, the time frame. Yeah, you're... Thought, knew that he was, you know, becoming known. Wow. And that was, a, you know, yeah. when, when Born to Run came out. Yeah, okay. Well, you are amazing there. You truly are an audiophile without even an audio clue there. I guess we should say a musicologist. That's what you are. Hmm. Wow. Kimmy's our professor of music. <laughs> Let's just challenge that uh, professor of music here. We're going to ask you the year this album came out, Kimmy, and tell me who had the album. The album was released on this date. We have the title track from the album. Here is your clue. Can you identify the album, Kimmy? 1999. That is right. And what year did that album come out within two years? 1999 came out when? Mm. 1980. You get it within two years. It was 1982. And who? Well, who had that as their album? Prince. That's correct. Staying in the world of music. The year is 1986. This single is released, Kimmy. The track was this person's 38th single. 38th single they had released. It was the first which failed to chart for this person. Now, in an attempt to boost sales after its release on this date failed, they released this, well, this person's first ever cassette single, and that still failed to reach the top 75. Tell me who the recording artist is. The single is Pretty Little Head. Kimmy, can you identify who that is? It's a different sound for them, and it did not work. They would change to something else after this failure. No. Former Beatle. That's your extra clue. Ringo Starr? No, that is Paul McCartney, oh. 1986 Pretty Little Head. Celebrity and Notables, born on this date, Kimmy. Let's go uh, to one from a long time ago. I hope you paid attention to history class, okay? Mm-hmm. 
He became the president of the United States at the age of 42 and remains the youngest person, the youngest person to become president of the United States of America. Who was it? John F. Kennedy. No, it no. is not. This no. person's This person's <laughs> a certain phrase they said that is uh, basically etched in stone around them is speak softly and carry a big stick and you will go far. Teddy Roosevelt. That's right, Teddy Roosevelt. I didn't say elected. I said became president. Oh. Because, because President McKinley was assassinated September of 1901, and he was VP, vice president. He became president at the age of 42. Served as the 26th president of the United States from 1901 to 1909. And by the way, on this date, on his birthday in 1880, he married Alice Hathaway Lee. It was on his 22nd birthday that that happened, which just happens to be on this date in history. Hmm. Next individual born on this date, Ruby D, an actress born 1922, died 2014 at the age of 91. She is best known for originating the role of Ruth Younger. That was on stage. And then the film version of A Raisin in the Sun, a fantastic film from 1961. Her other notable film roles, Jackie Robinson's story in 1950, and Do the Right Thing in 1989. That is Ruby D. Tell me who this birthday person is, Kimmy. He's 78 years old today. Actor, comedian, co-founded Monty Python. Now, he's appeared in many movies, including two James Bond films. He played R and Q. And he was in two Harry Potter films and the last three Shrek films. Can you tell me who it is? Here is your audio clue. I'll have you know, this is where our most cutting-edge technology is developed. <coughs> Must you touch everything? Now look. One pane, unbreakable glass, one standard-issue ring finger. Twist so, voila. Ultra-high-frequency, single-digit sonic agitator unit. Hmm, still better than looking cleverer than you are. Follow me, please. Now, new watch. Um, this will be your 20th, I believe. Yes, 4007, why don't you establish a record by actually returning this one? Your new transportation. Can you identify that voice, Gimme? No, I can't. John Cleese. You remember him, right? Okay. Celebrating birthdays. She doesn't remember. When she does that, she doesn't remember. She's like, I don't remember. I thought you grew up around people that liked Monty Python. Uh, so. Yeah. All right. But you saw the James Bond movies with me. Mm, yeah. Okay. You've seen Shrek and, and, yeah. oh, uh, and Harry Potter stuff. Okay. He is 78 today. Next person, singer Kimmy. Huge hit for him. Actually, it charted more than one time. First time was in 1984 and then in 2001. Identify the birthday person. He's celebrating his 75th birthday. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt I love this Can you tell me who that is? Lee Greenwood. You got it right. Celebrating his 75th birthday today. Next individual, Kimmy, Jane Kennedy having a birthday. Do you remember her? She was a TV personality, actress, and model. Mm-hmm. How old is Jane Kennedy today within five years? 
65. You get it. She's 66. And if you love retro television, you can see her like on Ironside, an episode from 73. Banachek, which I believe if I, I'm not mistaken here, I think Decades TV has been running some uh, some sets of Banachek, which I mm, wasn't really a big fan many, many years ago, but I like it now. Uh, I like George Perpard in it. He was, it, was a, it was a great role, actually, mm-hmm. and, and a good show. It's from 1974, an episode that she's on. Sanford's son, she was in an episode, Six Million Dollar Man, Rockford Files, also on Wonder Woman, and Chips, matter of fact, a couple of episodes, Love Boat, she was on an episode, Different Strokes, and Benson, she was on as well. Next individual, Kimmy, he's been on quite a few uh, television programs, but he's really known for a certain science fiction fantasy show. See if you can identify the theme to the TV show, and then we'll see if you can identify who he is. Kimmy knows this TV show. Can you tell me the name of the TV show, Kimmy? Um, the Next Generation? No, it's not The Next Gen, but it is part of that universe. It has a female captain of its starship. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes, the female Voyager? captain. Yeah, it's Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. Now, the actor we're about to talk about is having a birthday. He's 64 years old. Kimmy, here's your audio clue. He plays the doctor on Voyager. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. This isn't part of my program. I'm a doctor, not a doorstop. According to Starfleet Medical Research, Borg implants can cause severe skin irritations. Perhaps you'd like an analgesic cream? Kimmy, can you identify who that is? Yeah, Robert Picardo. You, you, wow! You got it right, and didn't sound too enthused there. You, you don't like the doctor? Mm-mm. I love Robert Picardo, and I love the character he plays. Remember, he was in an episode of uh, Supernatural too. Robert Picardo was, remember? Yeah. And I love him on Star Trek Voyager. I do. Well, good for you. Oh, okay. Didn't know Kimmy has animosity towards the doctor. Uh, he didn't roll your roll his eyes at you. Oh, you're going way back to a long time ago to a convention which he was at. When he was sitting at a card table. Yes. And he looked at me and rolled his eyes. At an like, in, really? At an end cap. He yeah. was sitting. Uh, he, mm-hmm. Kimmy's telling the truth. Uh, he wasn't exactly in the celebrity aisle. No. Okay. and I. That's why you wouldn't let me meet him. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. I got robbed. Next person is a lead singer of two bands. I'm going to ask you who this lead singer is. No audio clue on band number one that I know you're going to get. You'll need an audio clue for band number two. His name is Simon LeBon. Can you tell me what band he is known for? Duran Duran. That's right. He's having a birthday today. Now, he was in another band as lead singer, too, but it only lasted for about one year. It was a little side band from Duran Duran. Can you identify the name of the band? Here is a hit of theirs, number six on the Billboard Hot 100 from 1985. Simon and members of Duran Duran formed this band as a little side project, and it charted with some hits. Can you tell me who or what they were called? Uh, 
I thought that was Duran Duran. No, it's not. It's Arcadia. That is the name of the band Simon was part of. Can you tell me how old Simon LeBon is today within five years? Oh, 59. You are exactly right, you groupie. Yes, you groupie. Wow. You are exactly right. Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon's daughter is having a birthday. Kimmy, tell me how old their daughter is within five years and her name, her first name, please. Um, Kelly? That's right. Kelly's having a birthday. How old? 33. Oh, right. How did you get that exactly right? It popped into my head. Yeah, I think somebody's uh, shouting the, well, shouting at their uh, computing device. Yes, you got it exactly right. I see dead people. It is notable death time, Kimmy. It was on this date in 2003. American television announcer Rod Roddy died at the age of 66. Now, can you tell me what game show he was part of from 1986 until 2003? That's Rod Roddy. Can you can you do that? Price is right. But on the other hand, with all that applause, you won't be able to hear the name of our next player. Now, I'm looking over here, and I see green. I see yellow. I see blue, yes. and I see white. That must be Rod Roddy. <laughs> it's me. It is. Yes. Who's our player? Well, let's see. How would you feel if I called down Luann Lyons? Come on down. You're the next contestant on the prize. Right. Rod, the eyes of the nation are on you at this moment. Hi. And the ears of the nation expect to hear the name of our next player. The ears of our great nation are about to hear Angela Fuentes. Come on down. You're the next contestant on the prize is right. No need to wait much longer because here's the next participant, Janelle Johnson. Come on down. You're the next that's Rod Roddy, who passed away on this date, uh, 2003, at the age of 66. He replaced Johnny Olson on The Price is Right. And I believe, yeah, memory serves me correctly, you can also hear him on Press Your Luck, which Buzzer TV does run, Press Your Luck. Mm. I wish they would run the old Price is Rights with Bob Barker. That'd be really cool. Mm. I'd love to watch those. You can catch at least Rod Roddy some way, somewhere. On Buzzer TV, I'm sure he's done other uh, shows as well. He he was one of my favorite uh, game show announcers of all time. Mm. Rod Roddy, uh, Johnny Olson too. Both of them, just fantastic. Their style. If you want to talk about game show announcers and things like that, be sure to talk to George Lowe. He loves that, and he can imitate some of them. It's kind of fun to hear. And you can do that this Saturday at Highlander Novelties, out of the mall, for the big Halloween costume contest and Halloween Comic Fest. 2013, this American musician dies, Kimmy, at the age of 71. He had one big hit, his biggest hit, number 16 on the charts. Identify who it was. She says, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Said, hey, honey, take a walk on the wild side. And she says, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Can you tell me who that is? Lou Reed. 1972, number 16 hit, Walk on the Wild Side for Lou Reed. You are a musicologist. (laughs) Fantastic job on this Flashback Friday, Kimmy. Thank you. We're going to go back in time here and honor something we talked about on Trivia with the Golden Age of Radio. 
And the Riley and Kimmy Show loves to go back in time with the golden age of radio. And we're going to honor actress Ruby D. we talked about. She was born on this date in 1924. And she was no stranger to the golden age of radio. And as we get close to Halloween, we have something that is in that world. Yeah, the spooky kind of world. An episode titled Cold Storage, the plot, a man finds out that his believed-to-be-dead mother is still living and unleashes a plan, an evil plan, to acquire her wealth and property by shutting her away in the basement. Yes, it's called Cold Storage. Let's go back in time and honor Ruby D on The Riley and Kimmy Show. terrifying world of the imagination. I am a man normally filled with the milk of human kindness, but prepared, I'm afraid, to curdle your blood with a tale not of life and death, but rather death and life. I offer you one small comfort. It could hardly happen today. But in the last century, on the old Montgomery estate in Maryland, in the great dark rambling house called Westerly. It was easier to be marked for death than in this one. Yes, Mother. You look at home in your coffin. Sleep fast. It's taken many years, but you've made your son a very happy man. It's all mine at last. Westerly, I'm running jewels. I'm my own man. How I've hated you the way you kept me on a leash like some old hound dog. Well, now the money's mine. And you'll hardly need the rings they've let you wear to your grave. I'll take them so I can buy me. You'd hang on to them uh, even if uh, I... Uh, but you're alive. You're not dead. Oh, help me. Oh, I should have known you'd come back to haunt me. Even before we got you to the grave. Our mystery drama, Cold Storage, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Ruby Dee and John Barraglay. a grave, many years before Buford Montgomery found himself engaged in essentially the same activity, were every bit as shocked when the corpse whose rings they were tearing off suddenly sat up, alive. An epileptic seizure in other times could counterfeit death. The ghouls, of course, had a recourse. They ran away. Buford Montgomery has to stay and face his problem. Buford, will you put me down? Well, when I'm ready. I am quite able to walk. I, I want to make sure you don't run. What are you talking about? What, what, what are you doing? Locking me in. 
No, no, no. Keep away from me. It's all right, Mother. I'm not going to harm you. I, I heard you standing over me in that coffin. I, I want the... I need Dr. Wayne. That doddering old numbskull. He almost had you buried alive. You know he signed your death certificate. But how could he? I am alive. Oh, yes. I'm quite satisfied you are no ghost. But what what happened? Another of your epileptic seizures. Oh. We were all convinced this one was fatal. At last. Only it wasn't. Quite a disappointment to my beloved son. Well, at least I know now where we stand. Now, you open that door and send Hannah up to me. Not yet, Mother. Why? Because, you see, we don't really know just quite how we stand, do we? Buford, don't... Don't you look at me like that. How was I looking, Mama dear? You... You want me dead back in that coffin. I want all the things I thought were finally mine. The house, the estate, the money... And most, oh, most of all, the freedom to be a man. Look at me, Mama. Listen to me call you that, Mama. A grown man, 38 years old, tied to his mother's apron strings like like some sniveling little boy. I, I never meant to keep you tied down. Oh, yes, you did. You even did it with the judge. Father's life wasn't his own either. You killed him. You, you are mad. Keep away. The way you want to kill me. I'm not going to kill you, Mama. You know I haven't got the strength of will for that. Oh, oh, of course you won't, son. But you can have anything you want now we've had this little talk. Now, now please get Hannah like a good boy. Oh, no, Mama. I don't need you anymore. You left me everything in your will. But I'm not dead. To all the world except me, you are. And you're going to stay that way. If you come one step closer, I'll scream. No one will hear you. Not in this big old house. Westerly's thick walls have no ears. What? What are you going to do to me? You'll see, Mother. You'll see. Look, you... you you're going to put me back in that coffin and... and bury me alive. <laughs> Yes. I haven't any choice now. Please, please, please. Don't worry. You'll be quite comfortable. I'm going to bury you alive. But not in the coffin. Anna. Yes, Master Buford? I want you here, in the hall. What is it, sir? Where's William? He's in the stable, Master, grooming the horses for the funeral tomorrow. You want I should fetch him? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, sit down. I want to talk to you. Yes, sir? Now, where to begin? Uh, uh, Hannah, you were mighty beholden to my father, weren't you? Judge Montgomery was a fine man. Was very kind to you and your son. The judge was powerful good to me and William. And my mother? Mrs. Montgomery is a fine lady. It's been a privilege to have served her as housekeeper. And will you consider it a privilege to serve me in the same capacity? If you want me, sir. And William? Where I go, William goes. 
You know, he's just a, a, a great big overgrown baby. Has to be cared for like one. Or they'd shut him away somewhere, isn't it? I wouldn't ever let them do that to my boy. He couldn't stand being shut in. He'd... Why, he'd... You wouldn't let them do that to him, would you, Master Buford? Not if I can count on you to help me. You can, sir. You can. Well, uh, what about William? He does what I tell him. He's old as you are, but he has the mind of a child. I'd want to be absolutely sure of both of you. I don't understand you, Master Buford. Then I'll make myself plainer. I think you must have always hated my mother. Why did you stay on after Father died? I stayed because I... Where else could I go? You're sure it wasn't because you were afraid? Afraid of what? Not of, Hannah. For. <gasps> For William. Right? Oh, don't look so terrified and, and trapped. I know it all, Hannah. I know it all. Master Buford, I... How I... you must really hate us all. Even father at the end. Not the judge. Never the judge. Even after what he made you sign? What would the judge ever have wanted me to sign? A confession that you saw your son William commit a murder ten years ago. Oh. How did you know? It's one of the advantages of my dear mother's unexpected death. It was among the papers the lawyer turned over to me. So she did know. All these years. <laughs> How could Randolph have done that to me? You know why. You were an eyewitness. And you know that William wasn't alone. It was an accident. And you were only boys. Pretty old for boys, Hannah. We were both going on 19. And the Copley kid was only 15. It was only my father being a judge that saved us all. Any jury in horse country like this could have told that boy's neck wasn't broken by any fall from a horse. The finger marks were gouged into the flesh. The rope burns were raw on his wrists. Why did you do it, Master Buford? Not I, Hannah. Remember? William was the culprit. William didn't know what he was doing. You egged him on. If I did, I didn't mean it to go so far. William didn't doesn't know his own strength. What does it matter? It's nearly 20 years ago. Why do you rake up old ashes? There are certain things I have to be sure of. What? In spite of everything, your complete loyalty to me. I have little choice if you have any confession. I have it. In your own handwriting. And William's scrawl, too. I'm going to ask you to stretch your conscience further. Come with me. No, no, Master Buford. Don't bring me to the coffin. I don't want to look at her. Stop I don't want to. Stop that. Here. Look. Open your eyes. Oh. It's empty. She's gone. What have you done with her? She's in her bedroom. Upstairs. What's she? Ah. <laughs> uh... I'm afraid that blind old boggler, Dr. Wayne, slightly exaggerated my mother's untimely end. You mean she's alive? And unfortunately quite well. <laughs> I see the news is as disappointing to you as it was to me. Oh, don't try to hide it, Hannah. You know you hated her quite as much as I. I won't deny it. The humiliation. 
the day-by-day degradations your mother has put me through all these years since your father died. I can never forgive her for them. I'm glad to hear it. When she was dead, I was glad. God forgive me. It was one of the happiest days of my life. And mine. That's why she's going to stay dead, Hannah. You're mad. You can't murder your own mother. Nothing is further from my mind. No. Dear Mama will come to no physical harm. You and William will see to it that her bodily needs are well taken care of. And I, as complete master of Westerly at last, will see to it in turn that you and William are taken care of. What are you going to do with her? First of all, Hannah, you're going to explain to William. Then bring him here so we can nail up this coffin and the burial services can be completed tomorrow. Master Buford, no, you can't. Better tell William to bring a sack of meal or corn. Won't do to have the coffin too light. How? How on earth can you hide your mother from from everyone? <laughs> on earth. That's very apt. I'll tell you what we're going to do with her, Hannah. Just what we do with the roots and the preserves. We're going to put Mama in cold storage. <laughs> Make sure to drive them home, William. Do seem a shame burying a whole good sack of good feed. I picked up the worthiest what I could find. That's enough now. Finish up. Finish now. Got the lantern, Hannah? Yes, sir. All right. Did you strip the bed in the spare room, Hannah? Yes, sir, I did. William, you go on up there and bring that bed and all the furniture downstairs to the old hidey hole, right? Sure will. Where's this, this hidey hole? William could tell you as good as me. Or better. He's the one who found it. Must be, oh, um, 15 years ago. 16, Master Buford. That was the year Miss Prudence dropped her first fold. That's when old Mr. Todd Hunter, the vet man, told me all about his daddy and your grandfather and how they dug out the hidey hole and made it out of big room like a station on the Underground Railroad. William, go see to the furniture. Yes, ma'am. Take me a while to get the bed apart. Take your time. The Underground Railroad? You mean this was a slave station? To hide out escaped slaves being passed to the north? What it was. But you can't put your mother in a place like that. Why not? She spent her lifetime trying to turn the clock back, make a slave of everyone else. Why shouldn't it be her turn for a change? How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child, as King Lear had occasion to remark. Still, on the record... Mama is not much of a prize either. Let's leave her in cold storage until we return shortly with Act Two. In the weeks that pass, Mrs. Randolph Price Montgomery is finding her quarters somewhat less elegant than she liked. But at least they are less confining than a coffin. Buford, her son and now heir, has been living as high as he promised himself in cutting a swath as the county's most sought-after bachelor. I declare, Buford, 
I thought I'd never be able to coax you away from all the other ladies. Nancy Lee, they may have had my arms, but my heart was with you. Well, I'd have felt a lot sure of that if I'd had your name a little more often in my car. I just don't want us to get talked about too much. Why ever not? Would you be ashamed to have your name linked with mine? Why, Nancy Lee, you know better than that. Aren't you going to sit with me, Sylvia? Oh, why, why, sure, honey. Hold my hand. Just lies in mine like a little bird. Now that's more like my Buford. Kiss me. Angel. Still the same old thrill. Gives me goosebumps all over. Oh, that's nice. I wouldn't want to think I'd lost the power to get you going. Why would you think that? Well, I'll tell you, Buford. I thought when your mother died, it would give us a chance to be closer than ever. I mean, since we could come right out in the open. I didn't think it would start you chasing after every pretty girl inside. I wouldn't take a one of them or exchange any of them for you. Now, I'm right glad to hear you say that, sugar, because I'm afraid you're not going to be a bachelor anymore. Huh? I got something to tell you. You're going to have to go back to being a family man again, I'm afraid. What? What, what are you saying? That, that you're going to be a daddy. Aren't you proud? Good Lord. Are, are, are you sure? <laughs> that I'm in a family way? Well, it's very easy for a girl to be sure of that. Well, um, what, 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 are you, what are we going to do? Well, with Mama Gaunt, there's no problem at all. You're just going to have to make an honest woman of me. My parents surely won't object. And <laughs> you wouldn't want the colonel to come after you with a gun knowing that my daddy is the best shot in South Carolina. Now, wait a minute, Nancy Lee. You... Oh, Sugar, you know I'm only funning. And I know you're going to be every bit as happy as I am once you get used to it. Oh, honey, aren't you just thrilled to death? We're going to get married. <laughs> Come in. Excuse me, Master Beauty. What is it, Hannah? It's about Mrs. Montgomery. She isn't that yet. I meant your mother, sir. Oh. Oh, what about her? She keeps asking for you. Well, tell her I'm... Just don't tell her anything. You haven't said anything about the wedding tomorrow. No, sir, but... Uh, she... But what? About your mother. She... She wants to talk to you. And it does seem so inhumane to keep her locked up alone. She sees you or William every day, doesn't she? Yes. Her quarters are comfortable and clean, aren't they? Yes. She's in perfectly good health? Oh, yes, never better. More's the pity. Well, then? She's... She's lonely. So was I all those years she had me under her thumb. And I'm not going back to that. By tomorrow, I'm going to have my own woman. And a beauty at that. Mother's not going to spoil that for me. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Good. Now get out of here. And take the whiskey carafe with you and fill it up. It's almost empty again. Yes, sir, Master Buford. Sir? William? Yes, Mama? Take this carafe and fill it with Master Buford's bourbon and bring it back to him in his study. Yes, sir. <laughs> I reckon old Master Buford's getting himself liquored up for the bachelor party. I reckon he's trying to build himself some Dutch courage. What do you mean, Ma? I mean, 
I don't think he exactly figured on getting tied up again when he cut his mama's apron string. Look at that. It started into rain. Such a pretty night, too. Hmm. Let's go on up to bed, hmm? My husband. All he ever seems to think of now he's made me his little goods and chattel. Nancy Lee, all I mean was I'm tired. Tired of me after two short weeks? You know I didn't mean that. Well, come in and lay your head on Mama's breast. Don't say that. Well, heaven, don't be so sensitive. Your Mama's dead and gone. Yes. Although sometimes, I swear to goodness, I get the feeling in this rickety old house she's still sort of around. Oh? What makes you think that? Well, don't jump so, darling. It's, it's just a just a spooky feeling. Maybe you and me should have gotten rid of Westerly and gone back on to South Carolina with Mom and Papa. No. We can't leave here. Well, all right, sugar. Don't take on so. I, I, I didn't mean to jump at you. Oh, of course you didn't. You just so kind to little old me, and you were so generous to lend the colonel all that money to go back south with Mama to build up our old, lovely old plantation again. It must be the size of half the state what it's costing to restore it. Well, it had gotten run down, sort of, but you've nothing to worry about, Buford. You'll get the money back. Of course, of course, Nancy Lee. <gasps> What is it? Oh, this old porch. It, it's starting to leak like a sieve. I'll have William look at it in the morning. That big old lame brain. Buford, if we're going to stay here at Westerly, I want some changes made. I'd like to do some rebuilding. We can discuss that in the and morning. I want some new servants. I don't want that silly old William and Hannah around. They've got to go. No. But Buford... I... Whatever happens, William and Hannah stay. And we stay. That's final. My Buford, you are so masterful when you get mad. I could just swoon. <laughs> Come on, let's go on up to bed. And I'll show you just how wonderful it is to be married. I came out with your mother's train, Master Buford, and she nearly caught me. What the Sam Hill was Nancy Lee doing in the cellar? I don't know. She didn't see anything? I'm sure not. Does she suspect anything? I don't think Damn I... Damn that woman. That's her now. Get out, Hannah. I'll handle this. Yes, sir. Nancy Lee, what the devil were you doing down in the cellar? No need to take on, so I was... I was just making up my mind where to put the wine cellar. What wine cellar? The one we're going to build in the back there. What for? Well, I intend to start entertaining, having guests to stay... Well, bring this house alive. No. No wine cellar and no guests. And you stay out of that downstairs. Don't you order me around. I'll do what I want in my own house. What did you mean by locking me out of our bedroom last night? I don't allow anyone who can't behave like a gentleman in my room. If you think just by withholding your favors from me, you can get your own way. You listen to me, Buford. One way or another, I always get my own way, and don't you forget it. Master Buford, Master Buford, you can't sleep here on the floor, sir. Well, uh, oh, yes. Uh, got to, Hannah. Oh, wife won't let me in. In bedroom. Come on, sir. You've been drinking. I've made you up a bed in one of the guest rooms. Wanna sleep on bedroom. Not guest room. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it, Anna? Don't have much luck with with the ladies, huh? Out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> she she's got to go. 
except can't because of baby. Got child to think of. Can't figure that one out. I'm... William, is my horse ready? Morning, Nancy Lee. My, ain't you the prettiest thing? I asked about my horse. Oh, yes, Miss Nancy. I combed and curved and shined that old horse. Would you bring him around to the front? Yes, sir, Miss Nancy. And the name is Mrs. Montgomery. Yes, Mrs. Montgomery. Oh, get out of my sight. When you bring him around, let me know. I'll be in the parlor. Buford? Here. Hannah said you wanted to see me. I want to talk to you. I'm afraid I don't have time. I'm going riding. That's what I want to talk to you about. Do you think it's wise? What? All this riding in your condition. In my condition? Oh, man. I'd near forgotten. Forgotten? How could you forget the baby you're carrying? I'm sure I wouldn't if I were. Only I'm not. I never had one. What? Oh, Buford, don't splutter so. If you'd half a brain in your head, you'd have realized that long ago. It, it was all a trick to get me to marry you. At the time, you seemed such a catch, and the competition was a little heavy, so I thought I'd just make sure of you. And it worked. I'm really sorry to have disappointed you about the child. <laughs> disappointed? You don't know how relieved I am. Now there's no problem. What do you mean, no problem? To end this marriage, to get a divorce. You think that's no problem? It shouldn't be. I'm prepared to make a reasonable settlement. And just what would you consider reasonable, Mr. Montgomery? We can waive the money I loaned your father and call it a day. <laughs> the money you loaned my father? That wasn't a loan. That was a little payoff for a nice background of southern gentility to trap me a man. The colonel and his wife are just as phony as I am, dear heart. And they are long gone. I'm where I want to be with a name I like, and I'm not giving it up for anyone. You are never going to get rid of little Nancy Lee. No how, no way at all. Now, if you'll excuse me, dear husband, I... Why, Hannah. Hello. Did you get a nice earful? The door was open, Mrs. Montgomery, and William asked me to come in here and tell you that he's waiting outside with your horse. He could have told me himself. And I hope that damn beast throws her and breaks her neck. All right, Hannah, what are you waiting for? It's your mother, sir. She's in a state. She insists on seeing you. No. I've had enough of Montgomery women for one day. Tell her I... No. Forget that, Hannah. I've changed my mind. I think I will pay Mama a visit. I have a little surprise for her. But you can't be so cruel, Buford. Keeping me here locked up like a... like an animal. You, you've got to let me go. You know I can't do that, Mother. I've explained again and again why you can't suddenly turn up alive. Oh, but I can't stand it anymore. It's like being buried alive. Oh, oh, Buford, it's so... so lonely. I know that, Mama. <laughs> and I know it just plain isn't fair. Uh, so I thought of a solution. Oh, what, dear... How would you like to have a nice, permanent companion? Did I make an unguarded statement that Buford was no match for the ladies? Perhaps in one sense that's true. But in another, well, 
It seems that Nancy Lee is going to have cause to regret her match with Buford. We'll find that out shortly when we return with Act Three. It's one thing to get away with disposing of someone already legally certified as dead and supposedly suitably interred. Nancy Lee is another problem. She can't have a convenient epileptic seizure. Can Buford get away with it? Nancy Lee, I've been thinking about us. Don't waste your time. Nothing's going to change. I've got nobody but you and nowhere in the whole wide world to go. I'm a permanent fixture, Buford. Oh, I know that, honey. And I was wrong to think anything else. Don't you know I really want you here with all my heart? On my terms. Don't you try to fancy talk me. Won't you please let me tell you what I was thinking about? If you'll make it short. And sweet. What I was going to suggest, just to clear the air, sort of, and give us both a chance to get a new perspective was a trip. I don't want to go anywhere with you. Oh, I, I didn't mean together. I meant just you alone, sugar. Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia. You could buy yourself a whole new wardrobe, L like, like it was the trousseau you never really had. Oh, Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia. Even Paris, France, if you want. Paris, France. Oh, beautiful. Do you mean it? Anything's worth trying just to work things out for us. And to prove I mean it, you, you just go tell all your friends and everyone around that you're on your way. Oh, won't I make them squirm with envy. Washington, Philadelphia, Paris, France. Then you'll go? What woman will pass up the chance? Well, I'll ride everywhere this week and let everyone know. Just one thing, Buford, you ought to understand. Well, what's that, sugar? This doesn't change anything. I'm still going to spend the rest of my life right here in this house. Oh, I know that, Nancy Lee. I know that for sure. You just can't get away with it. Now, you hush up, Hannah. I'm going to. But what will other people say? There's nothing for them to say. Nancy Lee went off on a little trip, and she never came back. Master Buford, you're flying in the face of God. Hannah, to the devil with it. Now, you do as I say, here. Yes, sir. Now, you and William have already got the extra bed set up downstairs and the chest of drawers and so on. Yes, sir. Fine. Then get busy and take all Ms. Montgomery's clothes downstairs. Shouldn't take you too long. Most of her wardrobe is already packed. What am I going to tell your mother? Ever since we moved the extra furniture in, she's been like to, to drive me out of my mind asking questions. You haven't told her who to expect. You said not to. That's quite right, Hannah. We have to preserve the proprieties. I think it's my place to introduce my mother to my bride. Oh, Miss Montgomery? What is it, Hannah? Master Buford asked me to have you go right downstairs as soon as you got back from riding. But I want a bath and change. He said right away, the moment you got here. Why? He said he had a little surprise for you. Oh, very well. Buford? Nancy Lee? Yes, uh, what do you want me for? Come on down, I'll show you. Oh, for goodness sake. Hold that lantern a little higher, I can't see. Uh, how's that? Better. Right over here by the back wall. Hannah said you had a surprise. What, Buford? You're going to do it. Do what? Put in my wine cellar while I'm gone. Something like that. Of course, we'll have to build regular bins instead of these old rickety shelves. 
You know what I thought when I was looking about down here before? Oh, what was that? If we tore down these shelves... Well, what I mean is, I was sort of stepping off the house upstairs, and it's some longer than this cellar. Is it? Yes, I walked off the cellar, too. You suppose there might be any room behind there we could sort of scoop out to make it bigger? Now, why don't you and me just try and find out? Why don't we? Of course, I reckon you'll need help. Oh, I don't think so. It might be quite easy. Like, um, like this, for example. It's a secret door. And a room. There's someone in there. A room you're going to be sharing for a long time. No, no. No, I won't go in Oh, yes, you will. I'll, I'll scream. You, you'll do as you're told. <laughs> you bit my hand. You, you can't. Get in there. You can't keep me in here. I'll scratch your eyes out. Oh, no, you won't. You'll keep your mouth shut for once and do as you're told. Oh, no, I won't. You wouldn't dare shoot me. Don't tempt me. You'll put, put that pistol down. <gasps> it can't be. Who are you? Don't you remember the first Mrs. Montgomery? But she... Your mother. Your mother's dead. A popular misconception. Let's just keep this private, shall we? You... You're really Judge Mon Montgomery's wife? Certainly. Buford, what is this slut doing here? Now, Mama, that's not nice. Isn't this that... Nancy Lee person I warned you to stay away from. Yes, sir. Maybe about the one time you were right, Mama. Well, get her out of here. I don't want her. And I demand you release me, too. You know I can't do that. The best I can do is provide you with Nancy Lee. You're not going to lock me up with this horrid old woman. Now, that's no way to talk to your mother-in-law. Her uh, uh, what? Oh, I'm sorry, Mama. In all the excitement, I forgot to tell you. Nancy Lee's my bride. We got married. Oh. That makes you both, Mrs. Montgomery. That's how come I thought it would work out real nice to have you roommates. Sort of keep it all in the family. Ma! Ma! Take the lie, William. You startled me so I almost burnt my hand on the stove. Ma! What are we going to do? What is it, son? Here. Here, sit down. It's shaking all over. You know that big old stone you wanted down in the preserve cellar to make a table of? For making cornmeal and such? Yes. Well, a while ago I took it to bring it on down for you. You lifted that heavy stone by yourself? It's what happened when I was down there. What? Well, I, I didn't have no light. And I didn't hear Master Buford come on down there. But all of a sudden, I see him light a lantern. And as far as I can say anything, Mrs. Montgomery come on down there to join him. I know. I sent her down there. You? You knew what he was going to do to her? Son, you got to understand. I can't help myself. You knew he was going to throw her in that hidey hole with old Mrs. Montgomery? I knew. But she's so pretty. And he hurt her, Ma. Master Buford hurt her. He took that little girl that's like a... like a little chickadee bird. And he's going to shut her up in there. 
Don't think about it now, son. I, I got to think on it. I couldn't be shut up, Ma. I couldn't be shut up nowhere. I know that, son. I'll just take my own throat with my hands like I've done with, with someone a long time ago. I... Don't, William. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> no. Not to me. To Master Buford. To Master Buford, unless he lets her go. That's who I got to. No, William, no. Listen to me. Let me explain. Let me go, Ma. Let go. William, you've got to understand that I... Ma? Ma, are you all right? I hope I, I, I didn't hurt you. Ma? No. You all right? Just sleeping. I'll wake you, Ma. I'll wake you just as soon as I set that poor little bird free. I spent my life trying to get free of you, Mama. And I did. Then I got myself trapped again. Now I've got to get free of Nancy Lee, too. Goodbye. You'll never see me again. You can't leave me here with this old woman. I can't be shut up anymore. You've been drinking again. You look drunk. You... I feel drunk. Drunk with relief. <laughs> Hannah and William are all you'll ever see from now on. As far as I care, you could both rot. <laughs> What's that funny smell? My head. I need a drink. Who's that? It's me, Master Buford. I'm sorry for... for what I got to do. <laughs> Master Buford. <laughs> Master Buford. I didn't mean to do nothing, Master. I didn't mean to do nothing. It was just... a bird has to fly free. You can't keep it locked up. William. William? Are you down there? I'm here, Ma. What are you doing? What's happened? Where's Master Buford? I'm glad you woke up, Ma. Something's happened to Master Buford. Oh, my God. Move aside. Let me see. I didn't mean him no harm. It was just Miss Nancy. I didn't want to hurt him, Ma. Ma? He's dead. Oh, William. William, you killed him. I never even touched him, Ma. How would you know? Poor, twisted mind. How would you know? Heaven help me. What are we going to do now? I've got to think. Well... I'm all packed. And William is taking my things down to the carriage now. What about you, Mother? <laughs> I suppose you have to call me that. We might as well get used to it. Just as you have to try to sound a little fonder when you talk to your daughter, Nancy Lee. Very well. Nancy Lee. And I not only am all packed, but my trunks have already been taken to the railroad station. All ready for our new life. Yes. 
Oh, come on now. This was all worked out before the funeral. And you've had a lovely time of it, haven't you? Playing the bereaved widow, being wined and dined in sad farewell. Well, I had to stay hidden at home. Well, you could scarcely come popping out of the grave without creating a legal snarl. I know, I know. It's better this way. I hope we can smuggle me out successfully. At night, in Hannah's cape, there'll be no question. Hmm. Nothing left to be done. I don't think so. Hannah and William will stay with the house until the estate is sold. And the lawyer will forward us the money wherever we settle. <laughs> wherever we settle. You and I. Not much of a life to look forward to. It's the best your son left us. Your husband. Buford. Buford. Uh, I wonder about his death. Why? The doctor certified it is a heart attack. You don't think William... Oh, no. William is so simple-minded that if he says he never touched him, he never did. No, it was something else. What? Uh, that was the same doctor who wrote out my death certificate. You don't suppose Buford by any chance could have had epilepsy? It's a disease that does run in the family, you know. If Sarah Montgomery should have been right, then poor Buford went to far more than his just reward. After all, the coffin was already in the ground for over a week. But that's really too horrible a prospect to dwell on, isn't it? I'll return shortly. I really do owe you an apology for that quite dreadful picture of poor Buford Montgomery awaking to far more confined quarters than he condemned his mother to. But as a storyteller, you have to agree, the irony is perfect. And then, of course, also, I did promise to curdle your blood. Our cast included John Barragray, Ruby Dee, Bryna Rayburn, Roxy Roker, and Todd Davis. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Until next time, pleasant dreams. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website, at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y.com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy show. 
find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.